Hello and welcome to Sports Talk, your weekly no-nonsense roundup of the best sports news, views and interviews in our area. Our regular host David Lee is away this week, so I, Daniel Darlington, will be stepping in to host this week's pod. I'm joined by Josh Brown, who uh, saw Maidenhead United lose their fourth successive game on Saturday, uh, a 1-0 defeat to Boreham Wood. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Dan. Hello, hello. Yeah, it's not... (laughs) It's not great that uh, Dave's away, is it? You know, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not used to this presenting lark, so I'm going to have to step into the hot see seat. how we go. It's not even as if he's like sick or away on holiday. He's just decided he's got too much work yeah. on. He's uh, resigned his duties for a week, but I'm sure we'll manage. Absolutely. Well, today, um, I think first we'll focus on the uh, current plight of Maidenhead United, who've slipped into the bottom for, for what I think is the first time this season, um, after their loss to Boreham Wood at the weekend. Uh, Kabongo Tishimbanga scored the game's only goal in the 21st minute and that proved enough for the promotion chasers uh, despite the Magpies creating plenty of decent chances and also uh, the Boreham Wood keeper Nathan Ashmore being sent off late in the game. Um, before we get into discussing the game, I know you spoke to, to one of Maidenhead's key players on, on Saturday, the on-loan signing Odie Alpha. Uh, let's hear what he has to say about the game. Yes, yeah, so I do. I thought that was a, a quite a good performance by yourself today. How would you sum up your, your day? Um, I think first half, personally, I think, well, first as a team, um, I think, you know, we made a lot of chances, both halves. I think we were unlucky with a goal. You know, we've done a bit better and finished our chances. I think we could have won the game, personally. Yeah, there were plenty of chances for yourself, especially down that left side. You seem to be having a lot of joy. Is that uh, something you've been working on down that? I mean, first half, I didn't really get on the ball. Um, more of a defensive job and then second half I guess I was getting the ball in a lot of 1v1 areas so I could just run at him try to get crosses in and uh, maybe work on a better end product to make it easier for the striker to finish and then get a couple more goals Yeah, how are you finding life under Alan Devonshire and Maynard United? Are you enjoying yourself? Yeah, I mean I'm learning a lot Yeah, just adding to my game you know like you know working on playing better, like better in men's football coming from the Billericay and the 23s so every game's just getting more experience, like learning from his experience and the other players, like helping me, and I'm finding it good so far. So just learning as much as I can. Yeah, and obviously you're uh, plenty of positives to take from today's performance until your next game. Yeah, yeah I mean, like the, the, the results always a negative. I mean, we want to win because we're in a bad spot, but I mean, just have to work hard and try to get some goals. So Josh, I, I get the impression from reading your match report that um, you felt. Maidenhead United were a little bit unlucky on Saturday that maybe they deserved something more from the game. Yeah, definitely. I think um, out of the sort of recent matches I've seen them, those sort of three consecutive losses leading up to this match, I think this was definitely one that they could have got points from. And um, that was quite surprising when you look at the matches they have played against, you know, the lowly opposition against Ebbsfleet. So I think that they could get a result at Bourne was quite, quite encouraging. But um, a lack of, uh, you know, clinical fish- finishing and um, sort of, opportunities up front you know for that went awry that was their sort of undoing all afternoon really and um yeah as, as Odi just said and you probably have heard um the chances they sort of had and they did take you know that that's going to prove costly towards the end of this season I imagine it's they can't really afford to be missing these um you know and if they want to stay up if they want to avoid relegation really so yeah yeah so it was frustrating, especially to see Danny Whitehall, who's usually Mr. Reliable for making clinical this season. Yeah, not yeah. to not to even come up with with anything in that game. So that was um, <clears throat> going to be a 
I suppose not a concern to fans as well, but a concern for Alan Devonshire. Who, uh... Yeah, I mean, a little bit like, I know you're a West Ham fan, so a little bit like, like West Ham, I, I guess you must be feeling it both from a personal point of view and a you know, professional watching Maiden at the moment. Um, a little bit like West Ham, performances don't really matter at this stage in the season. As encouraging as that performance is, um, he, you know, Alan Devonshire would much rather have played poorly and won the game scrappily 1-0. Yeah, you, do, you don't really have time to assess these performances and think about, OK, we'll carry on the rest of the season. Um, you know, we'll look at this performance and we use it as benchmark. They just need the points. They need a scrappy win and they need, you know, any goal they'll take, really. And obviously not to see that on at the weekend. Alan, afterwards, when I spoke to him, he, you know, was, uh, as I suppose, you know, there was some inner frustration there, but he was really quite, quite just a bit, you know... Uh, What's the word? Sort of exasperated, you yeah. know, sort of really, um, you know, wondering how how they didn't, you know, grab a goal at times. So yeah, it's a it's frustrating. I suppose it's also important not to lose sight of the fact that there is still there are still nine games of the season left. Um, you know, Maidenhead might be in the bottom four now, but you know, it, it's by no means done dusted that they can't, you know, get out of that. Um, you know, they've got some. You know, of those nine games, quite a few of them are winnable ones. You yeah. know, they have to play some of their relegation rivals. They have to play Chorley still. They have to play Chesterfield. They have to play um, uh, Fylde, AFC Fylde. So if they can, and, you know, if performances are improving after these three or four weeks where they haven't been playing that well, then that, that bodes reasonably well for, for the, the last few weeks of the season. Yeah, you, you think, you know, they, they go on to um, Stockport this, this coming Saturday and after that, like you said, two, two uh, matches against fellow relegation rivals and they're the matches that really are going are gonna to be crucial for um, Alan Devonshire and they're, I think they're both away. So whether that's going to play into their hands, who knows? We know that their away season form, especially at the early stages of the campaign, was much more preferable to, to Battlefield Road. Yeah. So whether or not it's the case this time, you know, it's... A, doesn't seem it's to make much guess. difference whether they're playing away mm. from home or at home. The form's no. been pretty patchy wherever yeah, they've been. Um, <clears throat> Saturday feels like a big game. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that you can, you know, you've, you don't want to lose four matches in, the, in a row. I always used to think that Alan Devonshire's sides never used to go on these like long runs of, of defeats that he would find a way of, of, of nipping a, a losing streak in the, in the bud. Uh, it hasn't really happened these last few weeks, so it won't be easy against Stockport County. What, what they, um, they're just outside of the, the playoff places. They're, they're, yeah. they're one of the sides you know, challenging for promotion through that route, so a little bit like Boreham Wood, they'll probably come you know, full of confidence. But Long journey up there as well. It's not going <coughs> to be any easier, is it, I suppose, sitting on the, on the coach for that long. It's... Um, You've seen so many teams. Off this is at home, isn't it? Uh, oh, sorry, yes, yeah, yes, it is. Home, sorry, so yeah. they've got another chance yeah. at home, yeah. So, yeah, well, there's a long journey down for them. So maybe, you know, maybe just maybe they could pick up a result off the back of um, uh, Stockport's uh, tired legs on the coach or whatever. But um, I think for, for, for what Mainhead really needs to do is rely on their attack a lot more and, and sort of use that. So many times I saw on Saturday, they just decided to just, you know, you pass it around the back and sort of, sort of their defence has been... Um, Shaky a bit lately, I'd say the least. That you know, you have Joe Law was very solid, but um, Alan Massey made a few mistakes. And I think that if they actually used their attacking forwards, you know, Odi Alpha exceptionally, you know, he did really well on them at the weekend. So they can use more 
you know, upfront tactics and stuff like that, I'm sure they'll be fine. I'm really surprised it's come to this with Maidenhead. I, I don't know. I, you know, they, they had those wins against Eastleigh and then I think they went to, to Solihull and won. And, and at that stage of the season, they just brought in some new loan signings, Odie Alpha, Jaden Mundell Smith, Smith. Um, and and you you had they had these run of games at home, you know Aldershot, Epsfleet, you know Boreham Wood, um, and you just thought they're going to win a few of those games. They're going to pick up enough points to get out of trouble. And I thought you know sitting here today, we might be talking about the fact that Maidenhead would be safe, done yeah. and dusted, and and the opposites happened. Yeah. Um, and a little bit like maybe Liverpool in the Premier League, it seems that they've kind of had this kind of winter break they had this Maidenhead had this three week break which doesn't seem to have done them any favours at all they've, they've kind of lost momentum um, they've maybe lost a little bit of fitness and sharpness and maybe slowly it's coming back I, I, I know we, we're talking with people who are at the game on Saturday saying that they looked an awful lot better against Boreham Wood than they did against Ebbsfleet and, and Aldershot so so perhaps there are kind of green shoots of kind of recovery but you're getting to a stage of the season now where it's they're running out of games and it's yeah. going to be the pressure's going to ramp up you know if they don't start putting points on the board so it's going to be it's going to be really kind of edge of the seat stuff I think in the last few weeks of the season had they not had those three weeks off they yeah, like you said they could be looking in a safe position now and I think those games they've had recently against Ebbsfleet and you know, the, the teams around them in the league, they were the ones they needed a win so that they could go into these matches against Boreham Wood and Stockport and, and think, you know what, we won't settle for a loss, but a draw won't be a bad result. But, um, you know, that, that, was, that was, you know, the most frustrating thing to see, I suppose. You think, OK, you can bank on your team to beat the teams around you, but then um, to have a better performance against a top flight side and still not to get anything, it's just... Frustrating, to say the least. Anyway, we will see what happens. Hopefully, um, there'll be better news to come, and we'll be able to, co- um, you know, chat about some some wins in the coming weeks for Maidenhead United. Um, Alan Devonshire, I think I'm right in saying, has never been relegated as a manager, so um, that's one thing in his and his side's favour that uh, he D- usually finds a way to get them out of trouble. But this is usually the stage of the season in which they do it, February March time, um, and um, you know it hasn't happened so far. So. Uh, We'll have to wait and see. Um, going on, looking uh, at the other teams um, who were playing on Saturday, I don't think it was a great weekend, uh, all things told. Um, dropping down a division to the National League South, Slough uh, suffers a surprise defeat at home, losing 2 0 to Hungerford Town. Um, that's kind of dropped them back to, I think, to fourth place you know, in their kind of promotion quest. But you know, they still look a good bet for. You know, a playoff spot, which was their their ultimate aim at the start of the season. It's just they had a couple of slip ups, maybe in in the last couple of months, where if things had gone right for them, they might, may well have been challenging Wilmstone. Yeah, yeah. And um, speaking to um, Neil Baker last last Friday, he sort of was under no illusions it would be a tough game. I think Hungerford won the first game at the start of the season they played, so they are sort of a team that maybe deserve to be higher up in that league. That's yeah. for sure. And. Um, yeah, we were, I suppose we won't really know the ins and outs until we speak to Neil Baker or John Underwood late this week. But um, yeah, like you said, to lose lose one game and then slip down a few positions, it shows how tough that top five really is. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I think where they finish in that, those playoffs will be kind of key, maybe. Um, I think judging by the, you know, the, 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 the Twitter remarks that I saw, I think they, they felt that they, they just didn't play particularly well on Saturday. 
and um, and Hungerford were, were good value for for, the, for their victory. But um, yeah, we'll we'll chat to them later in the week and see see what they think about it. Um, Marlow um, <laughs> disaster for them really. You know, obviously Marlow chasing a, a playoff place in um, a, a Southern League Central Division. Um, they were one nil up going into injury time against Chipstead at uh, Oak Tree Road on Saturday and conceded twice in injury time. So a kind of a real kind of dough moment, I think, for uh, for Mark Bartley and his players. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, and it's potentially that could you know they had been doing really well. They hadn't been conceding many goals. You know they've been picking up results here and there. Um, they've been keeping themselves on track for the playoffs. But but a kind of a a defeat like that could potentially just derail, um, you know, their their chances of getting into the top five. One of their goals in um, stoppage time, I believe, was a penalty. So yeah, yeah. Whether that's um, I don't know how that would have went, would have went down. I don't know if they were sort of it was one of those scrappy ones where you try not to let the team score and accidentally stick a foot in and uh, trip. You get a bit desperate. I think, yeah, I think, I think most teams get a bit desperate when it you kind of try to see out. I've seen um, West Ham play like that too many times, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's uh, like you said, it's frustrating because I think prior to that they had gone, gone on quite a quite convincing unbeaten yeah, streak. Yeah, so um, they've been drawing games and winning games. And, yeah, yeah, Mark, Mark Bartley's a, a bit of a realist manager, isn't he? He's gonna know what went wrong and, and know how to sort of fix it and, and time for their well their match against like you said this Wednesday is a, is a tournament and then obviously the weekend's match so. yeah I think if that defeat had come maybe a couple of months ago it'd still maybe have the time to kind of correct things and, and you know it would be in their hands to a degree to kind of chase down the sides above them but it, it might be that this is the defeat that leaves them with a, a bit too much to do you know going into and we are in the you know the running now there can only be you know eight nine Ten games left of the season, so there's, there's no, you're running out of matches, unfortunately. But you know they have a chance to to kind of get over it in the Box and Bucks Cup quarter final when they host Reading, uh, or what will be Reading's under twenty three side uh, on on Wednesday night. Um, last season, um, they were denied the chance to play in the final um, due to um, fielding ineligible players. Uh, in their win over Slough in the semi-finals, so I think for Barlow they'll they'll be keen to do well in this competition again. Um, they'll be playing a Reading side who will be technically very good, probably pretty fit as well. Um, so they might have to um, you know think about you know strategically they might have to think about how they go about that game to to try and maybe and uh, ruffle a few feathers in the in the Reading camp and uh, maybe get that victory. Yeah, uh, sort of begs the question: Where does uh, Mark Bartley's priorities sort of lie? Would he would he rather his side to sort of finish in the you know seventh eighth eighth position in their league and pick up some silverware? Should they obviously get over the quarterfinal? But um, yeah, if he can do both, if he can achieve playoff position and a and a cup, I'm sure he'll be very happy. Hey, look, if he, if he gets them into the uh, playoffs and they yeah. get promoted through the playoffs and and they're in the box and box cups, so that that's an excellent Manager. season. Manager. Um, Manager. But, yeah, <laughs> I I think maybe he'll take one of those and uh, and see that as a reasonably good season. Uh, right, let's round up uh, the results in the Hellenic League Premier Division. Um, Windsor were beaten three nil on the road at Fairford Town. And Burnham also lost away, uh, 1-0 at Shrivenham. Uh, so not good results for, the, for those sides. I think both of those teams have dropped back a little bit from where they were a few weeks ago. But arguably the result of the, the football weekend for all of our sides was Flatwell Heath's one-all draw uh, with unbeaten leaders Westfields. Ashley Howell grabbing the, the Heathen's goal in, in that game. And that's an excellent result for them. 
Um, you know, Westfields haven't lost all season. I think they'd only drawn five games prior to that one. So for, for Marcus Richardson's side to go there and to, and to get a draw is, is a pretty decent result. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think they were leading, leading 1-0 and I think Westfields had to pull it back to, to snatch a point. But uh, yeah, really, really good result for them. And I'm sure that will sort of give Marcus Richardson some indication about where sort of his strengths lie and sort of what players he can sort of depend upon in a big game like yeah. that. And um, yeah, I mean Westfield sort of uh, drawing one on with quite a few of the local clubs. We covered Windsor, obviously. Windsor did it as well. Yeah, didn't they? so yeah. Um, maybe uh, Mark Cooper's or Marcus Richardson's taking a few tips from Mark Cooper. You know. Yeah, I think it's encouraging for 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 Blackwell. I think they've got a, a talented young side, and if he's able to keep those players together, I mean it's always difficult if you have got some some talented players, but. Uh, Maybe next season could be a could be a good one for them. I think that that result takes them back into the top half of the division, and they're going along okay. Um, in the Hellenic League Division One East, um, Hollyport had a, another good result. Um, they, they haven't played for a couple of weeks, but they went to the leaders, Risborough Rangers, and uh, ground out a, a, a nil-nil draw there, um, which I, I'm pretty sure Derek Sweetman will be will be happy with. Uh, he, I know he was disappointed to lose to Risborough Rangers when the sides met at summer leagues earlier in the season so so to go there and draw keeps them in you know in, in in contention for promotion i think they probably will finish in the top four this season and, and, and get promotion uh to uh, to the level above um and uh, just a quick note on maidenhead united's women's team whose um disappointing league form continues they were uh, suffered a 10th defeat of the campaign losing 3-1 at home to cheltenham town ladies on saturday um, so it's not been, uh, you know, only two wins this season, ten defeats. Um, it's been a, a disappointing campaign for them, and things have gone a bit better in the uh, Barks and Bucks Cup. They've obviously got the final to come against Milton Keynes, Don's ladies in a, in a few weeks' time, but um, they just haven't been able to find form at home in the league. No, yeah, and um, it's uh, it's frustrating. Obviously, looking at looking at people that have been in these matches or or, or been see them, and um, they are seem quite in control of a lot of these. What these games they're playing, but obviously right at the end can't really keep hold of their keep hold of their heads. I don't know or something like that. To, um, sort of not capitulate as such, but um, well, yeah, I guess you know, sort of slip, let the lead slip. Yeah, and they conceded like six second half goals against Southampton yeah, the, the yeah, week before. So yeah, I, I think we, we were chatting to Ellie Parker last week, weren't we? And she was saying that um, the, the focus just isn't there for the full ninety minutes. It seems that they playing well in reasonably well in patches but but haven't been able to put it together over over 90 minutes anyway um switching sports now we'll move on to to the rugby i was um watching sport again on a, on a saturday for the first time it feels in about well a long time i think in about a month or a month and a half or something wow. like that so you've been uh, covering for me a lot on saturdays <laughs> so thank you for that it's all good but yeah i was at uh, braywick park to see maidenhead take on uh, the league leaders barnstable and um, Maidenhead absolutely thrashed them. They steamrolled them. Um, you know, it was 43-14, and it's no exaggeration to say that, it, that the uh, scoreline could have been even more emphatic. Uh, it takes uh, David Mob Smith's side back up to second in the table, and they've now got an, another uh, week, uh, two weeks break before they, they go to Derby Rivals Bracknell on March the 21st. Um, I uh, caught up with um, David Mob Smith after the game, and, and here's what he thought on his side's performance and um, what that means for the running. Excellent performance. You must be um, 
you must be thoroughly delighted with that. I mean, yeah, so your control, yeah. discipline, the handling. I, I thought everything was excellent. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we started really hard. We thought if we could put them under pressure early in the game, and, and as you know, we've been doing really well at starts, and then just taking a full-off accelerator yeah. and set today to make sure we just keep on top of the team when we get that that grip in the game, don't let them back in it. We nearly did, but we found a solution. And then we just carried on applying the same pressure. Yeah. So I think it was a, a good performance for us, considering who they are and how well they've gone this season, for us to play that well against them and the quality of the rugby was outstanding. Do you think they, they, they struggled to reach the kind of levels that they've been reaching this season? Or was that because of what you did? I think the way we played sort of made them speed up their game probably as opposed to how they like to really play it. And they ended up playing this sort of like rugby festival. Yeah. And it probably probably doesn't suit them best, but you know, they chose to do it today and, 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 and they were chasing bonus points obviously once the lead was built. So yeah. it probably pushed them more towards that way. But they're a very good side, so we're over the moon. It felt like you were you know, even in the opening stages of the game, the opening few minutes of the game, I thought it might be a, a really feisty encounter and that, you know, some players might lose their heads, but that was never the case. You you kind of kept you might have lost heads. it in, on their side, possibly. Yeah, yeah, there was a few well, yellow yeah, cards yeah, on yeah. their end, yeah. yeah. But, but you kept your cool. Yeah, you know. it's one of the things we work on. We have different calls to try and keep that keep that sort of head head case away, shall we say, so you just don't get into into that type of the game if you can help it, because obviously the side's doing it on purpose. They want to pull you down to where they are at that point. Yeah. So I thought, I thought Joe Braun today was his debut and he was immense. Yeah. Uh, at six. Unbelievable for his first game. Tremendous performance. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, and the performance was good both you know, as a forward pack and, and you know, the handling in the backs yes. was excellent today. So, you know, across the field you you must have been, you must have been really happy. Oh, scrummaging looked good, you know, uh, line-outs, superb. And then when we got the ball in open space, the offload game was just beautifully executed. There was some, the one try with a pass from the 8, 13, all under pressure offloads that put us yeah. away in the corner. They were brilliant. And, 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 and um, you know, they scored a couple of tries, but, you know, we were chatting up there and we thought, you know, they've scored from their only two kind of forays into your yeah. kind of 22 you know, well we, the one that we gave them three penalties for them to actually get there yeah, yeah. we gave them three penalties so that was we'd be a bit disappointed with that because you know, I mean, that's how teams get back in the game yeah. you're totally dominant you give them a lifeline and we did yeah. first half when it was yeah. you know you could have you know I think it was 21-0 yeah 19-0 that's yeah. scoreboard was wrong so it was 19-0 is that scoreboard, is that, is that scoreboard wrong yes is it 43-14 we, right. we missed one of the conversions so that's what I thought that's we what I thought yeah, we yeah. should have taken yeah. that kick to go 22 yeah, and we didn't. So, so that scoreboard's wrong. Okay, yeah. I'll make a yeah, forty-three forty. Really yeah, yeah. wrong in yeah, my exactly. report. Yeah, um, yeah um, and and then it just gave them a glimmer of hope. Got, they think they got it back to twenty-one-seven just before. Yeah, nineteen-seven. They, walk, they walked yeah. in. They've walked in. They're genuinely believing they're back in the game, yeah. haven't they? And so we spoke, obviously, how what we have to do in the second half. They gave us a couple of opportunities for us to take some easy penalties. Yeah. We said yeah. we'll take push, them. Push them back. Yeah. Just put more pressure on them on the scoreboard. Just scoreboard pressure. Yeah. See how they react. And so that gave us opportunities then because they started to chase the game. And, and what does this result do for the you know final five games of the, the season? Well, it just now, sets us know? up to go out and play the best we can. Try and win those games. We've got yeah. some really tough games in there. Yeah. Try and win them. And if we win them, we'll see where we are. See because where you are when the, the, we can we, only, the Western game rolls yeah, around. Yeah, we can only control and yeah. that'll be the last game of the season we, they've got to play that'll have hurt them and they've got to play western yeah 
and that's quite a derby for them. And I, I'd say that they'll come out of that now, not wanting somebody like Western to finish. Back, yeah. And Western's their last game of the season, and they'll want to finish, you know, which will probably be them winning the league. But obviously, Western are the one team in the league who can actually catch them. Yeah. But second place is very much still yes. there for for you and yeah. maybe some other teams as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. But, but yeah, literally on paper, yeah. they have to get to 90 points to stop Western yeah. winning the league. Yeah. If Western won all their games, so that's the pressure they were feeling today, I think. And they might they might still feel it, and they might slip up a couple more times. And, and you were saying to me earlier in the season that they had to play, say, nine, ten weekends in a row. Yeah. Well, I told you when they yeah, came here. That's exactly what's happened. A, yeah. An impact. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you remember I said they'll come here having played nine weekends yeah, in yeah, a row, yeah. and they've got players. A couple of players missing. Key hooker not here today. Yeah. Put pressure on. They couldn't kick the touch. So these things are factors in our yeah. league. There's no question. You know. So it, it proved to be true. What game's next? Next weekend is it? Or is yeah. Another break? Another Do you know? I'm oh, such a, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to say. I'm going to say. We got. Is it Bracknell next? Who we got next? Uh, uh, yeah, I think it is Bracknell. We've got a week off then. Bracknell. Week off and then Bracknell away. Yeah. Big derby. So he, uh, you know. Mob Smith was saying there that he felt that the uh, result would give the side some confidence and momentum going into their last five games of the season, and, and he was hoping to kind of hold off their rivals for second place. You know, the likes of Western Supermare and um, and Oakhampton, and you know, on the basis of that performance, I'd have to I'd have to agree with him. I mean, they were excellent on Saturday. I, th- I think potentially Barnstable weren't at their best. You know, I don't think that was the Barnstable side that, you know, is you know, 16 points clear at the top of the table. Uh, I think the number of matches they've been playing in recent weeks. I think um, the coach was saying there that they've played nine weekends in a row coming into that game, um, and they'd also travelled up presumably on the morning from Devon to to play that game. So maybe the coach journey was in their legs as well. But the two factors combined added to the fact that Maidenhead always like to raise it for games against the tabletoppers meant that actually it was a very one-sided performance and and more one-sided than you know many of Maidenhead's games against some of the sides down at the bottom end of the table so it was a strange one really but they they seemed to have the edge right from the very first whistle scored three first half tries uh, Dave Cole kicking the game off he, he rolled in for the first one um, and then um, there others came from Jared Robinson, who I thought was very impressive on the day, and uh, and Ben Mitchell got got their third, and then in the second half George Blewett went down the right wing to score, and then Scott Prince went down the left wing to score in the uh, in the very final seconds to to cap off a you know a thoroughly satisfactory afternoon and, and to get that bonus point win for the side, um, and um, and yeah I think what impressed me was I think they were very good in all areas of the field. So from a forwards point of view, they seemed to be dominant in the scrum. They seemed to be dominant in the line-out. The set-piece play was very good. But also from, you know, across the field, not, not only their backs, their handling was incredibly good as well. They also had an intensity that Bracknell couldn't really match. Um, but they also kept a cool head with that. So although they were thundering into challenges and sizing up the you know, players and like, sending them flying... You know, they weren't committing any fouls or giving away penalties, which you couldn't say about Barnstable. Barnstable were doing that, particularly in the second half. I think they had three yellow cards, which didn't help there, didn't help them at all. And from a couple of those penalties, you know, Maidenhead were able to, to knock the ball over. Ed Keohane helped himself to quite a few points from with the boots. So 
it was a really good good afternoon and you know I suppose I don't know what do you do you think that you know what are your thoughts on whether they can uh, get get second place are you confident that they can do that now? yeah uh, it's sort of telling whether the, this this two week break sort of say is going to affect them I mean I think where they've had breaks in the past they've sort of returned to, to league action and perhaps lost a match oh captain is a good example of so that, yeah. you know that, that's going to be a telling factor whether or not um yeah it can sometimes be preferable to a side you know you could be in, in the sort of lowly places of the league and be like this break will do us good we can sort of knuckle down we can regroup and everything like that but for, for david moss if you see sort of benefits from the momentum of a big win uh, sort of a, a good win as well against a, a side that in and around you or above you so yeah I'm I'm sort of confident that they can uh, push up you know stay in the second place it's just whether or not um, yeah, they sort of on, on Saturday had some players return I saw Dave yes. and the Darlington brothers yeah so um, that, that, that helps that made a big difference yeah. you know to the to their forward line the scrum held up incredibly well and, that, and I think I think like you said I think with, without those players both the Darlington brothers were away on international duty with the the Netherlands against Oakhampton and I don't think the, the scrum was able to kind of compete in the same way you know it sets the tone for, for the whole match really and uh, yeah like you I'm I'm fairly confident that they'll do it now um, you know I think arguably you could say that you know on their day they're, they're possibly the best team in the division you know they've beaten Weston you know they've beaten Barnstable now quite convincingly on both occasions um, I think they've only got five games left now, so I, I don't think... I think at some stages in the season, it can feel like a long, old slog. They players are keep, you know, you know, some of the more experienced players have got to keep getting themselves up for these games, but they're, they're within touching distance at the end of the season now, so hopefully they can get themselves up for these, um, these, these big games, both home and away. Um, and I just think they're, they're more consistent away from home, so I, even if they lose matches, I think they'll pick up bonus points. Um, and it, I suppose it could all come down to the final game against Western. I'm hoping that Maidenhead will be in a position where they go to Western, and actually, you know, maybe they they only need like a bonus point or, or yeah. a point or something like that to 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 win it. Or maybe it's done and dusted already. Um, but uh, I guess it could come down to that final game of the season away at Western, for who gets the um, the promotion playoff. Um, if Maidenhead were to finish second, they'd go into this promotion playoff against the side from um, the London Premier and South West division and the three teams um, I think Mike Parrott was telling me last week the three teams that they're likely to face are either Guernsey which would be an excellent end of season trip yeah. I think for, for a lot of fans <laughs> and Away possibly days. the players as well uh, Wimbledon which is, and Rochford two sides slightly closer to home but um, yeah so um, I'd love to see them to get that second place um, and then you know, they, you know on a one-off day they showed on Saturday that they're capable of really raising their game uh, and potentially, you know, getting promotion. Whether everybody at the club wants promotion or not, I, you don't know because I think there are a few, you know, behind the scenes who don't feel the club is in a position necessarily to, to step up and be competitive. But I think the players and coach and everybody else would love the opportunity to kind of prove them wrong. So we'll, we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. Plenty yeah. of rugby still to be played. Definitely. Right, um, moving on, um, actually generally pretty good results uh, you know, across the board for our sides uh, at the weekend. Um, Windsor picked up another good win in South West 1 East, winning 36-31 at Trowbridge. 
they'll host Old Centralians on March 21st. You um, spoke to Jack Patterson this morning. What what did he have to say about that? Yeah, he's sort of as significant win to sort of ensuring they stay stay within the league. They survive, you know, relegation or dropping out. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's very good. You saw signs of improvement in the game they played against Marlborough the week before. So it was sort of. I was sort of silently confident that they could go over there and, and, and win. That was the first game I covered for Windsor Rugby was when they welcomed Trowbridge to Home Park. And um, they were dominant in that as well. And um, with the with what Jack Pattinson said from um, the weekend, I think they were always surprising, actually. Windsor were always on the back foot. They were always losing the game until the something like last five minutes. And um, they ended up winning the game. I think they got like, a last gasp try and secured it that way. And... Um, but the way he sort of told it, he sort of knew, or, or uh, I sort of got the assumption that he sort of knew that they would go on to win that game. But, yeah. Um, which is which is good to hear. And yeah, it is going to be a bit of a tough, tough, you know, challenge for them to stay up with the, with the teams around them also picking up points. But they've got a bit of a gap on Trowbridge now, who I think are the team below them, maybe yeah. two places below them. Um. So yeah, it's uh yeah a very good win for them, and um they have a week off now, but um. Jack Pattinson made it clear that they'll just be having a week off. They won't be training. You know, they've put in quite a hard, yeah. hard shift over the past. Yeah, yeah. In challenging conditions, especially in the rain and the, the hail and everything else that was involved in that Marlborough game. But um, yeah, no, it would be exciting when, when they sort of pick it up and if they can they sort of do what main had to can and be a bit of a giant killer to, to Old Centralis when yeah. they come up again. Yeah, um, going down another, another division into Southern Counties North, Marlow made it three wins on the spin. Um, they beat one of their local rivals, Chesham, twenty three fifteen at Riverwoods, um, and they're going really well. They're in they're in third place in Southern Counties North. Um, they're I think eight points behind Reading in second place. So, you know, it's not completely out of the question that they could still, you know, chase them down and, and like Maidenhead, maybe go for a promotion playoff match. Um, so um, fingers crossed, you know, Rory Green's uh, Greenslade Jones's side can can continue the form that they've been in. You know, really, since um, you know, quite a, you know, a long time ago, for the you know, the last five, six, seven weeks, even before Christmas, they were they were picking up wins and and, and really playing very well. So, uh, so yeah, they're they're one of the form sides in that division. Um, in the Barks Box and Oxen Premier, Slough were fifty-seven nil winners over Wheatley, so an excellent kind of shutout win for for them. Um, and uh, for whatever reason, Drifters game at Gosford All Blacks in the same division didn't go ahead. So I think that's been declared as a home win. I'm not sure if that's going to be replayed. Um, last, last on the agenda, I suppose we should say, uh, the hockey. Um, a busy, very busy weekend for Maidenhead men's first team, um, who I think have just about made sure of their uh, Premier Division 2 West place after thrashing Woking 5-1 on Saturday. Jack Chapman, Phil Cowell, Matt Heller, Will Strang and David Tyler with the goals in that one. Um, what I didn't expect was them to be playing 24 hours later against away at Oxford OBU. Um, they lost that game 4-2, but with only a handful, two or three matches left to play um, in the league this season, they're now two points clear of the, the bottom two places. Um, which they need to avoid to to stay in the division. So, I think that makes them just about safe. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think um, that was really going to be a priority for um, Chris Brown's side at the weekend. That Woking match, they're the side that hot on hot on their tails really. So yeah, to to win that convincingly is going to give them a bit of confidence. Um, 
an Oxford team that went up with them in this division. Yep. So yeah, it, it was. Uh, but they're sort of flying on, aren't they? Sort of rather at the top of the division. So yeah, it's um yeah, it, it should be exciting. Sort of uh, well reassuring of Chris Brown to know that his side have sort of made it made a bit safe them to stay there. Yeah, and I think I think this season was always going to be a little bit about consolidation. I think they'd like to have done a little bit better. They've had a lot of very close matches that have gone. Uh, you know, not just not gone for them. You know, they've lost the the, the close ones, so to speak. Um, uh, and I think next season, if they're still in the same division, uh, they'll certainly look to to put that right. And maybe um, a bit like Oxford OBU this year, look to push up the division a little bit. And uh, they've shown that they're they, they're certainly competitive. Um, and I think you know, with a little bit more experience, maybe a few changes here and there, um, they will push up into the the top half of the division next season. But uh, We'll have to wait and see on that. Yeah. Um, the, the the Maidenhead women's first team are, are also a side on the rise. They're they're up to seventh now in South Club Women's Hockey League um, after they beat their closest rivals, probably Marlow, first 2-1. Um, it's been a really strange season for the women's side. Um, they started the season with eight games without managing a win. Um, and they've since, since November the 16th, um, they've they've picked up six wins since that date, so um, it's been a really good turnaround in form for them. And you know they were bottom of the table, I think, for the first few weeks of the season, and they've kind of pulled themselves well clear of that. Um, a little bit like the men's side, so um, so good news all round for for Maidenhead Hockey Club, really. And um, we'll bring the podcast to a close on on that note. Um, pick up a copy of the Advertiser on Thursday. And the Slough and Windsor Express on Friday uh, to read the reaction from all of the weekend sport. Uh, to contact us, send an email to sport at baylismedia.co.uk. You can also tweet me on Darlington10, Josh on at Joshua B underscore BM, and David Lee on at David Lee underscore BM. Hopefully he'll be back next week. <laughs> uh, and we'll see you then. Thanks for, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>